Welcome to another edition of the official Jets podcast, the Draft Pick Profile Series. Continuing on here, Ethan Greenberg, Eric Allen, breaking down the Jets' first fourth-round pick. The Jets had three of them, and with 120 overall, they take LaMichael Pirine. But, EA, let's bring this up to speed here because the Jets originally were supposed to have a single fourth-round pick, which turned into LaMichael Pirine, but... At the end of day two, Joe Douglas makes a trade. They got the 101 overall selection from the Seattle Seahawks when the Jets moved back from 48 to 59 and then picked up Denzel Mims. And then they had the 101st pick. They trade out of that spot to the New England Patriots of all people, and they get pick 125, pick 129, and they reacquire their 2021 six-round pick, which they gave up for Demarius Thomas last September. Good for Joe Douglas. Listen, you got to do whatever is in the best interest of your team and your organization. So if that means trading with the New England Patriots, you do just that, Greens. Yeah, when you look at what Joe D had entering the weekend, six picks in all. So by the end of the weekend, Saturday night, we were talking in terms of 10 players obtained nine picks. And he also traded his final six rounder to the Indianapolis Colts in order to obtain a veteran cornerback of the Colts. So Jets entered the draft with a number of holes on the roster. So you had to do as much as you could to fill those holes. And that meant uh, moving back a couple of times. He made three trades on draft weekend. And this was a rare deal, Greens, because you're talking about the Jets had the 120th overall selection, the 125th overall selection, and then 129 because of that trade with the New England Patriots. So prior to selecting Piron, the Jets are sitting there saying, hey, we have three picks over the next nine. Yeah, I thought it was a great trade for Joe Douglas. And I thought at the end of the day, this was a draft where the meat and potatoes in the middle rounds were deeper than most years and the Jets loaded up frankly they had three fourth round picks and let's start with Pirine because I don't think that a lot of pundits necessarily thought about running back as a need for the Jets obviously the offensive line receiver edge and corner and then after that I'd say almost in the second tier I think running back is right at the top of that list because at the time of the draft in the Jets' backfield was Le'Veon Bell and then question mark, question mark, because Ty Montgomery and Bilal Powell, the Jets' second and third stringers from last year, both available on the free agent market. Yeah. On the surface, I think a lot of people who follow the Jets are probably like, well, why are they going with a running back at 120 overall? And then coming full circle here, why you turn six into 10 is because you want to fill out the depth on this roster. And when you draft a kid like LaMichael Piran, you're not thinking that he's going to be the number one back in 2020 because he is not. Le'Veon Bell is unquestionably the number one back on this offense. And Piran, you're getting a guy who took over as a starter his sophomore year in 2017. And he was part of a team. What I like about him is another 
college captain, right? Uh, fits that mold that Joe Douglas was looking for in terms of intangibles, but he was also part of a uh, turnaround at the University of Florida because that was a team that was struggling when Dan Mullen took over. But by the, by the time that P. Ryan left and that class had left, I believe the Gators over the last couple of years were 21 and 5. Before we dive into P. Ryan at Florida, let's hear from the Jets personnel. That includes Joe Douglas, Chad Alexander, Rex Hogan, Phil Savage, on what they like about LaMichael P. Ryan. Versatility, big playability. He can help both run and pass game. Uh, really good in pass pro, good hands, productive, and a great young man. He's a man. He's going to be a great fit to our culture in our locker room. LaMichael's been really good in terms of production for the, the Gators. Uh, not only as a runner, but also receiving the ball. And, he, and he's been competitive for him on special teams. And he's going to add the same components for us as, in terms of his versatility as a, as a runner and a receiver. You can split him out of the backfield, and he's got excellent hands to be able to adjust and run routes and, and shown that throughout his career. So we're excited about what he brings in terms of being a, a change of pace to Le'Veon and being a backup and, and what he's shown at Florida, hopefully he's going to continue here for us with the Jets. You know, first and foremost is, do they have the physicality and the toughness and, and whether or not they have the ability to recognize blitz and pick up and protection? And Michael's shown that throughout his career, and we were excited about it, seeing on tape. And with, with both Dal Loggins and Jim Bob Cooter, they, you know, identified that as one of the aspects that a running back needs to have to be able to play on all three downs, and LaMichael's shown that. Well, I think with LaMichael Pirine, you know, he's a well-rounded running back. He's not only a ball carrier, but he can also catch out of the backfield. And he's also a, a good pass protector. So I think in terms of not only this coming season as a rookie, there's a good chance that he'll be part of the backfield. But I think even rolling into the future, he's got a chance to be a contributor uh, for our offense because of his versatility. EA, how about this? LaMichael Pirine, a Mobile, Alabama native, went to Theodore High School, the same high school as Jets linebacker C.J. Mosley. So a little bit of a Mobile connection coming up to the Northeast, especially when you throw Phil Savage in the mix there, who was the executive director of the Reese's Senior Bowl for a couple of years. Look at you dropping some knowledge. How about Pirine's father, Terrence, actually played at Auburn. <laughs> And P. Ryan LaMichael, in fact, he, he said that the Auburn coaching staff, they recruited him a little bit, but they didn't think he was fast enough. So he always had a chip on his shoulder for Auburn. And as we just heard, what the Jets liked about him uh, was he can do a little bit of everything. He can run the football, catch it out of the backfield, a good blocker for a guy coming out of college. And he also was a contributor on Florida's special team. So when you look at the Jets roster, again, you needed something at the running back position from a depth perspective. Everybody gets so caught up in what is this guy going to potentially add to the offense? What is he going to bring to the defense? And we forget about special teams and what Joe Douglas did in this draft. He targeted guys who can help him on teams. You mentioned P. Ryan's father playing football at Auburn. Well, how about this? His mother, Sabrina Haywood, won a state shot put title in high school. And P. Ryan's cousin, Samaje, mm -hmm. was a fourth-round pick, played for Oklahoma. He was drafted in 2017, and he's also related to 
Jaguars linebacker Miles Jack. So P. Ryan clearly has the bloodlines. And I want to talk about his Florida career a little bit. You mentioned the team captain this past year. He's led the Gators in rushing in 2017, 2018, and 2019. And those are the three years in which he started. His first year in 2016, he played in 13 games, but he didn't start at any. And for his career, he averaged five yards a carry. He totaled 2,485 rushing yards, 22 touchdowns, and then pretty serviceable through the air 72 catches 674 yards and eight touchdowns yeah i didn't act for finding the end zone this is a tough kid low center of gravity who can carry tacklers a little bit you mentioned the 2017 season when he took over as a starter he had 562 rushing yards and eight touchdowns on the ground then he topped out as a junior right with the 826 rush yards and he averaged 6.2 yards a carry and he had seven touchdowns then last year of course as you mentioned senior team captain 676 yards on the ground 5.1 yards a pop and six touchdowns and then he had a career high 40 catches and five more receiving touchdowns so that's uncommon for a college back to give that kind of production in the past game when you're thinking about somebody coming out of an SEC school like that the University of Florida 40 catches last year and that knack for the end zone you like and he really ended his college career with a bang in the Orange Bowl 181 yards Overall, that's rushing and receiving combined and three touchdowns. Orange Bowl MVP as the Gators took down the Virginia Cavaliers. So, yeah, that's what the Jets were attracted to is not only what he can provide to the run game, but here's a kid who has good hands uh, and he's also considered a pretty good blocker. You caught up with Michael Pirine and we'll hear – that interview in a couple minutes. But how about this with Michael P. Ryan? This is really cool to me. P. Ryan, who you mentioned he about Auburn, they thought he was too slow. P. Ryan took matters into his own hands. He purchased a bus ticket to Gainesville to attend a three-day camp because he didn't really have a lot of offers. At that camp, he gets MVP honors. He earns a scholarship, goes to Florida, and then becomes a fourth-round pick and a team captain, like we said earlier, led the team in rushing for three straight seasons. I mean, that speaks to the character of LaMichael Pirine, and you want to find guys that hate to lose almost more than they like to win. And I think that act of taking matters in your own hands and buying the bus ticket to go – and go get that scholarship. I mean, I think that speaks volumes to the person of LaMichael Pirine. Well, I think Pirine fits the mold of a guy who thinks that he has always been overlooked and he's always had to work his way up to get his position and earn his spot. He's been comfortable with that. The knock on him, I think, again, from a lot of pundits out there, is he's not a burner. 4.62 40-yard dash in Indianapolis, but don't let that fool you because the film does not lie. LaMichael Pirine plays faster than a 4.62. There's a football speed, then there's also 40-yard time speed in Indianapolis. I'm not saying he's running away from everybody in the National Football League. My point is is he does not play like a 4.62 guy. Again, 
Why did the Jets make that move? They had a clear hold at the running back position behind Le'Veon Bell. And this is a guy who can do a little bit of everything. We're going to talk about the state of this running backs room right after we hear from LaMichael Pirine. So let's get right to it. Here's EA one-on-one with LaMichael Pirine right after he was drafted. LaMichael, earlier this afternoon, you tweeted patience. What was it like when you finally got the call from the Jets? Um, just the opportunity of a lifetime, honestly, man, uh, it was a great feeling, um, just being able to go to a great organization and, um, a private organization, um, just waiting on that call, man. Um, I was just, uh, just trying to stay patient. Like, uh, like I, like I had put on Twitter, man, but, uh, I know God have some good plan for me. So uh, I'm just excited to get up to New York. What put you in the position to get drafted? Remember back in 2014, you paid your own way with a bus ticket to Florida so the Gator coaching staff could get a look at you? Uh, most definitely. Uh, I feel like this has come with just hard work and dedication. Honestly, uh, I've been a hard work, everything I've done and things like that. So uh, I feel like they just carried over um, in college. And um, just me being able to just get an offer from Florida, I feel like they just carried everything over uh, me just having the opportunity. Speaking of Florida, how about joining a roster now that has five Gators on it, including Marcus May, Brian Poole, Jonathan Harrison, and the Jets most recently drafted one of your teammates at Florida, uh, Jabari Zaninga. Uh, I mean, hey, the Jets know what it is, man. They know uh, the Gators uh, have great talent and things like that. So uh, they know what they're doing. Uh, I feel very comfortable just being in the new town. Uh, just being around a lot of old teammates, uh, just being able to just have that the tradition to keep going. Give us a scouting report for fans who didn't get a chance to see a play at Florida. What are the green and white getting? Um, a hard nosed runner, uh, a competitor, a person who does not not like to lose. Um, I'm just a hard working guy, just being able to just be versatile, being able to catch out the backfield. Um, I feel like me and Le'Veon would be a great uh, duo, man. Just uh, I feel like that's a guy I look up to as a running back. Um, we have similar games. Uh, I feel like I can catch the ball as well, like he can. So, uh, I mean, just being able to just uh, have this opportunity is just an honor, man. Well, Michael, how much pride do you take in your versatility? Because you can run it, you can catch it. You are considered a back who is a good blocker, and you also contribute on special teams. Uh, most definitely, I feel like uh, to be able to play in this game, you have to be able to contribute on all, on all four phases, and that's uh, some I'm I'm, uh, I'm very good at. I feel like I can play all special teams, um, be um, a great running back as well, um, just being versatile all all over the field. Honestly, uh, being able to do everything for my teammates and my coaches, um, and just being a dependable player. Did you save your best for last at Florida? Your final game, you went out with a bang. Orange Bowl MVP, uh, you know, producing yards all over the place. Uh, I wouldn't say that, but um, I feel like that was one of my best games I had at Florida. So um, it was just pumped to um, just be able to win Orange Bowl MVP in, uh, in one of my last games uh, as a Gator. So, uh, I mean, it was an exciting moment for me, honestly. You mentioned Le'Veon. Let me ask you about uh, the quarterback here in Sam Darnold. What do you think about uh, joining an offense that is uh, led by that talented 22-year-old signal caller? Uh, I feel like he's uh, he's a great leader. So um, 
I feel like that's a guy that I can honestly look up to as a as a leader, man, uh, and be able to just fight for him and just uh, be able to just uh, contribute and just be back there and be comfortable with him, honestly. Uh, I feel like he does a lot of good things in his game. Um, he's a guy who uh, just get better uh, as he years go. So I feel like uh, he has a great um, a great career. You mentioned Le'Veon Bell. Uh, what have you admired about his game? Um, just his swag, man. Um, he's a guy who um, just being able to just catch the ball, his patience, his vision. Um, I feel like I have a lot of that, uh, those traits as well. So, uh, I mean, he's just a great overall player, man. Um, I can't wait to get with him, honestly. Uh, what do you think about coming up to New York? Um I've never been to New York, actually, so uh, that's going to be a life-changing experience. Uh, so I'm ready for that. And I'm um, just ready, honestly, just get everything going for real and just play some football. I wanted to ask you, what was that phone call like when you finally received it today? Uh, was it an outpouring of emotion from your end? Um, honestly, man, it was just a call that I wasn't even expecting at the moment. Uh, it came out the blue, really, um, so... Um, I mean, just it was an um, opportunity of a lifetime, like I said, man. Uh, one probably the best uh, feeling I ever had in my life. So uh, just having the opportunity is great. I'm grateful. Great to hear from LaMichael P. Ryan. And he's joining a backfield EA where Le'Veon Bell at the top, obviously. And then recently, last week, the Jets signed Frank Gore to be a part of this backfield. So not only are you looking at one of the game's current best in Le'Veon Bell, you're looking at one of the game's best over the past decade or so in Frank Gore. I mean, this is an ideal situation for LaMichael Pirine to step into. If you are a young running back, you couldn't ask for more. You really couldn't ask for more. So he will be trained and mentored by a very good positional coach in Jim Bob Cooter. But also these two veterans, they're going to be outstanding for this young man as he makes a transition in the National Football League. It's really something else. And the Jets, again, before the draft, it's Le'Veon Bell and maybe a couple question marks behind him. Now it's Le'Veon Bell, Frank Gore, and LaMichael Pirine. Totally different situation. The other part about Frank Gore is, you know, some veterans don't really embrace the mentorship role and Frank Gore actually embraces it to the fullest. I've read a ton of articles and seen a ton of stories online where last season, Frank Gore was instrumental in Devin Singletary's growth and success in Buffalo before becoming one of the top rookie running backs in the NFL. I also saw an interview where Frank Gore said, that he gets motivated by being around the young running backs in the league, whether that's somebody as young as 22-year-old Michael Pirine or somebody like Le'Veon Bell, who's a very good player in this league. I mean, Frank Gore is an ultimate competitor, and you spoke to Adam Gase who said, this guy treats every single practice like it's Monday Night Football, and that, I think, rubs off on the other players. It's got to. What happens is when you walk into a building and there's Frank Gore, that automatically gets your attention. The interesting thing, I'm not comparing Piron to either one of these guys, is that the styles, though, he's more stylistically aligned with Frank Gore because Gore is that, hey, I'm not dancing too much. I'm getting one cut in. And I'm coming at you. And Pirine's got a little bit of that in him. Whereas Le'Veon Bell, 
he is so natural and so instinctive and so patient that yes, you can learn some things from him, but you can't try to duplicate or replicate what Le'Veon Bell can do on the football field because he is so unique. And I like how you mentioned Motor Singletary last year because he was very productive in Buffalo in season one. So it just soaking up that kind of knowledge from uh, a guy like Gore is going to help P. Ryan. And again, Jim Bob Cooter is a very good positional coach. So uh, he really like where the Jets backfield is as opposed to a couple of weeks ago where they – Hey, naturally, there were questions. And again, why do you draft LaMichael Pirine? Because you have to add depth, and not everybody's going to come in and be number one on the depth chart. Right now, you have Le'Veon Bell. He is number one on the depth chart, but Adam Gase does like to get the ball to different people make sure everybody is fresh now he has more options i think entering 2020 yeah i think one other player that we often forget is a part of this running backs room that joe douglas will often remind everybody is a part of this running backs room is josh adams and josh adams undrafted at a notre dame in 2018 plays 14 games for the eagles where joe douglas was leads the team in rushing with 511 yards he gets waived he gets claimed here by the jets a practice squad player for the majority of the year and then it was reported that another team tried to pluck him off the jets practice squad and so what what did the Jets do? Well, they promoted him to the active roster because I guess the Jets like him that much. And I think the Jets have nice depth now when you add in P. Ryan and Gore because it was a big question mark entering the draft. So I think that Joe Douglas has done a nice job revamping this position to where behind a new offensive line, they can have the opportunity to be much more effective than they did in 2019. Yeah, I think the Jets are going to run the football better in 2020. Le'Veon Bell, year two in the system. Makai Becton is a fantastic run blocker. And you think about Connor McGovern and Greg Van Roten and getting Alex Lewis back in the mix. So you have more pieces up front and more guys who are established run blockers in the National Football League. You have reason to believe that he's going to have more holes, but he has two new guys behind him. And then one guy, we'll have to see what, the future holds for him is uh, Trenton Cannon, former draft pick of the Jets. Speedster was hampered by an injury last year. R- right now, you're feeling quite comfortable and confident with Bell, Frank Gore, LaMichael Piran. I'm glad you mentioned Cannon, too. He's a, a dynamite gunner for Brant Boyer as well. So we'll see what happens. The Jets have now created depth at the running back position with the additions of the guys that we just talked about. That was another edition of the official Jets podcast draft pick profile series presented by Verizon continuing on here. That was the LaMichael P. Ryan episode. Next up, we're going to the quarterback position, James Morgan out of FIU. FIU.